Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, a podcast from The Independent on everything to do with love, sexuality, identity and more. This week, we are going to mix things up a bit and return to one of the episodes we recorded prior to coronavirus taking hold and turning all of our lives upside down. Uh, it's with the wonderful comedian and activist Grace Campbell, who joined me back in January, I think, to discuss why it's important to date a feminist. It's something different and hopefully a bit more uplifting uh, than all of the coronavirus conversations we have all been inundated with. Enjoy the show. Hello, Grace. Hello. Right, today we're going to get straight to the point. So, why do you think it is important to date a feminist? Are you asking me, like, as in dating me, who is a feminist, or are you saying why is it important for me to date a man, I'm heterosexual, who is a feminist? Let's start with the latter. Why is it important to you to date... To date a feminist. A feminist. Um less arguments it would make my life more streamlined um i think i don't really have many people in my life who don't class themselves as a feminist i mean my boyfriend is definitely a feminist he's quite like he likes to have this joke that he's not to like rile me up but he is a real feminist in his like beliefs and his actions he really like is one so I just don't feel I meet many people who, like, aren't. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever dated any guys who you knew from quite early on were not feminists or just didn't really have the same outlook on life as you? I've dated misogynists. How did you know they were misogynists? What did they do that were clear red flags? Well, like, I think... So, for example, there was someone that I dated for a while who was very honest about him being really unattracted by my, like, ambition. Really? Mm. And, like, he just said he found it quite, like, vulgar how much I would speak about, like, what I want to do and where I want to get to. Um, That didn't last, obviously. I find it so bizarre. That's quite a good example. Yeah, because men are insecure, like... People are insecure. Men are insecure. I mean, you see people's insecurities like sort of highlighted when you're dating them or in a relationship with them. And I think I bring out quite a lot of insecurities in some in a particular type of men because I at my confidence and ambition is unwavering. Like I do have doubts for sure, and I have m- multiple issues and flaws. But my confidence and ambition in the fact that I know I'm going to get to where I want to get to eventually, it is unwavering. Um, And I think that has, you know, that brings out, I guess, men's insecurities about themselves. What's interesting about that example you just gave, though, is that 
he actually told you that and said that he found it quite threatening. How early on did he let you know? Um, that was quite far in. It wasn't like, that wasn't like the beginning. Okay. Um, it was something that <laughs> went on for too long. But it, yeah, it was quite far in when he said that. And I remember like, I really liked him. That's the thing. And it was a quite like complicated relationship. And actually, I mean, my relationship now is complicated. All relationships are complicated. Yeah. But um, my boyfriend now is way less kind of insecure than than a lot of the people that I've been with in the past. And I do think, um, obviously, men have insecurities, men have vulnerabilities. Um, They should embrace them for sure. I'm not sure they quite, a lot of them quite know how to deal with those insecurities without taking it out on someone else. Um, So what was your question? (laughs) (laughs) I guess my question was that it's it's funny that he, he actually was aware of that and was was able to admit that this was something that he felt threatened by because even though that I'm you know I'm not condoning his stance that level of self-awareness I think is quite rare actually particularly with a particularly with the kind of man who holds those views that is true I, that is true I suspect that most men who feel threatened by women being ambitious or successful probably wouldn't want to admit that that is to true. themselves, let alone to the person they're with. And I think what they do is then just, like, self-sabotage. Um, and the thing is, is, like, I, I'm i writing this short book at the moment, while well, I'm trying to write this short book at the moment, and it's about men, and it's called The Future of Men. And, like, I'm, I've been thinking back about, like, because I am quite, like, I'm one of those people who, if you ask me what my favourite meal was, I would say the last meal I had. Like, I'm so easily pleased and I have quite a short day. If you ask me what my favourite film was, it's the last good film I saw. Because, like, my memory just doesn't go, like, so far back that I... So, you know, when something ends with a person, unless, you know, it it, it was really kind of, like, raw and didn't end well, I do just put it, like, I forget about it basically and so I've been trying I've been sort of going back and thinking about some of my experiences with men to write this book and I do think that I was probably quite like when I was younger I think I'm 25 now I think I started properly dating people when I was like 19 like I was having sex before them but I wasn't like having anything sort of meaningful and I think I was quite vulnerable I think there was a type of man who sort of saw my like confidence and like borderline arrogance in myself, but could also see how vulnerable I was to like, I just wanted people to like love me and be nice to me. Um, and so I think I probably, there were things that happened that I should have called out and I didn't um, when I was younger. Things That's an in, example. Yeah. Like that when that guy said that, I didn't see that as like the worst thing in the world. Mm. The uh, the actual line I said was, "I want to win a BAFTA by the age of 30. and this was when we were like nineteen. And I was like, "I want to." I mean, it doesn't really look like it's going to be like, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. I've got five know. years. I've got five <laughs> years. Um, but that was the line, and I saw him just get really sort of like turned off by it. And then it wasn't right then that he said it, it was retrospectively he said it. Um, that it like really jarred him that I just had this like really clear sense of like purpose. Um, but I didn't kick up a massive fight about that. And looking back, I'm like, obviously, if that happened now, I would like maybe turn to violence. <laughs> 
Are there any other things that you noticed when you were younger that men would say to you that you wouldn't pick up on and would only pick up on now? Because I know that I have definitely only become aware of certain things that were not okay back then, but I did just brush it under. And, it, you know, something simple as, like, a word or rather than... or I mean, or an opinion. I'm not sure. I mean, it actually, around the feminism thing, like... I've always been, like, a feminist since I was probably, like, 12 years old. Since I found out what it was, I was like, yeah, like, mm. this is something I just want to get on board with. Like, I have two brothers and, you know, I could see that they were going to, like, be treated differently than me in life. Um, and so when it was, like, when I was at school and, like, when I was at sixth form, which was when the school mixed, when we had boys, definitely there was this sense that people would, like, take the piss out of me because I was such, like, outspoken feminist. And actually when you start to date people at that age, I used to, I remember once I got with this guy who was, like, a friend from school and he saw my pubes and I was waxed and he was like, what? Like, I thought you were going to have the most hairy vagina. <laughs> oh, my God. Which I thought was, like, hilarious because, like, that's sort of their yeah. idea. That was their idea at that age. It's so funny. You know, when I was doing research for this episode, I was looking at things about dating feminists. And I found an article on, I think it was Guardian Soulmates website from, like, 2015, which was, like, how to deal when you're dating a feminist. Stop. I kid you not. Stop. And it was, like, don't uh, challenge her views too much. Um don't don't offer to pay for the full meal. All these really archaic oh. things. And it's just, it blows my mind. It's like, it's also really othering, I think. As yes, if like it is. a feminist is like a strange, exotic animal that you need to learn how to tame. No, I know. And actually, like, that's the thing that I think you see in in a particular type of man. And I don't like to generalise people ever, but there is a particular type of man who will literally, like, if I'm at a pub and I'm getting a bit riled up about, say, someone calling, referring to me as a bird or, like, saying something that's, like, pissed me off and then their sort of response is to be like, oh, typical feminist, always just getting riled up for nothing because their intention is to, like, make you more angry. And I've gotten in so many situations, not really in dating because, like, if I... I was on a date with someone who was like that I would literally get up and leave now I mean maybe those things happen but I also think when I was younger we didn't really know that like boys didn't really know that much apart from that they were going to have hairy vaginas um but they, they like people like to rile you up basically especially like this kind of man laddie but like not all laddie mm. people but like there's a particular type of sort of laddie man I'm thinking of one person in particular right now um who loves to really grind my gears and like make and I've had to learn to like really stay calm in those situations because otherwise I just lose my temper and then I've kind of like lost. It's funny you mentioned the bird thing because didn't you get into an on-air argument with your dad about this yeah. exact issue? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it that you? He still him does out it. On? He still. He still so does what, it. What is it that he does? He calls. He calls women, women birds. birds. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he still does it. I mean, I heard him do it the other day. It's really interesting. My dad has like two lives. He's got his like London life, and then he's got his like up north football life. And I feel like when he's up there, like that's the kind of stuff that sort of goes when it comes to him. And then when he's at home and he says that, me and my mum are like, excuse me, like, who do you think you are? <laughs> Let's listen. I think we can listen to the clip. 
for a man to be a feminist, it's a lot more than just saying... Well, it's good that they're saying they're a feminist because that means that they believe in equality. But I think to truly be a feminist, they need to really unpick things. So I've thought of some examples with you, which I'm going to talk about. Um, <laughs> firstly, you still call women birds, mm. which I think is... Isn't, I think you you don't even think about the impact that that has. You know? When do I do that? You do it when you're around men. Huh? When, when do I do that? You do it when you're around men. You do it when you're around men, I've observed. Okay, do I? I really? That, that's something, that if you truly want to be a feminist, yeah. women aren't birds, birds are birds, birds yeah. can fly, women can't fly. And, I, and I like birds. Exactly. Real but birds. Women aren't birds. Yeah. You, you call women women, you don't call them birds. Okay, birds I don't remember birds. calling them birds, but I'll, I'll promise not to do that again. Okay. Um, so listening back to that, what prompted you to call him out on it um, so brilliantly, may I say, but at that point, and do you think you feel that confident calling out men you've been in dating situations with who have used that language? Or is it easier to call him out because he's your dad? I mean, and also it's quite funny. <laughs> and it was so good for my profile. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> so much PR. It really, it really was great. <laughs> um, I definitely think I would call um, like men that I was dating out on those things. Um, I mean, what that that actually happened like so randomly. Me and my mum were on holiday, like just the two of us, and my dad was like doing all of this press, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna call in, and then I called in, and I was like, look to the producers, I was like, it's me. Um, <laughs> push me up the fucking queue <laughs> and they were like great and then I just did I didn't put up, I didn't think about what I was gonna say I literally just said it and then there was this there's this point because it was a film because it's LBC there's this point where you can see my dad start to like realize that I've really won here and he's like all right stop nagging me now and then it's like well you've lost by saying that I was nagging you um but I, th I think on those things like if my boyfriend used the word birds in front of me I would lose my mind so would I so yeah. would I I think it's just it's so old-fashioned and also it's so it's dehumanizing yeah. I know it's not meant like that but when you really break it down it's yeah, it, it's quite an offensive way to refer And I to think women. the thing is, is that like, I, I think that, so so in terms of like that kind of language, I, I'm not trying to say that like nobody is allowed to say the word birds. Like if that's in your vernacular and you want to say that, fine. Do not refer to me or my mum or like any woman I love as a bird because like we're not birds. Um, that Then that's like kind of as far as like my campaign on that would ever go. Do you know what I mean? Because you can't change like everyone's opinion. If they've been using a word like that, it's obviously sort of not progressive, but it doesn't like really harm people um, in the way that like other language that people are still using really does. So, yeah. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because also I, I can't think of an equivalent for men. For referring to men, because I guess there's the term lads, but I don't really think that carries the same connotations. Or blokes. Yeah, pieces. exactly. Because they're not, that's not an animal. <laughs> well, exactly. It's like. That's why. What animal is there that you refer to men as? Cock. I, that is an animal. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it has another meaning. <laughs> Dogs. <laughs> Dogs. <laughs> Beasts. Um, <laughs> so. Um, Let's talk back about the point of dating a feminist. So how do you think, you said earlier that the, your boyfriend, who, how long have you been with him for? For like a year and a half. A year and a half. Okay, so 
You say that he is definitely a, a very ardent feminist. How, how? I wouldn't say he's ardent. Okay. I would say he's like he's a practicing feminist. A practicing feminist. He's not like a theoretical one. So Do you know how what I does mean? that how does that manifest in terms of your relationship? Like is well, he it, does all of, <laughs> he does all of the cooking. Even though I have gotten good at cooking, um, he he's like the way more practical person in our relationship, which is exactly what my mum is to my dad. And actually, like, I'm way more practical than my dad, but, like, I've gotten much better at cooking. But when I first met my boyfriend, I mean, like, I didn't cook ever. I think, actually, when I met him, I hadn't cooked a meal for, like, two years previous to that. What did you eat? Just, like, hummus, cucumber, crisps, and then, like, prep. All very good foods. <laughs> yeah, very it wasn't good like I was unhealthy. Groups. I was just, like... <laughs> spending so much money like um doing my taxes is always like what are you thinking so anyway I started cooking now but so on that sense he very much thinks that women are superior to men like he's super 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 thinks that because like he I always say this about men like good men they are in male spaces like more than you or I would ever be so they really see like what men are like behind closed doors without women watching them and he's like men are I'm not going to swear because I don't know if I can. I think we've already okay. sworn. Go for it. Men are basically ma mo ma men are mainly twats. And he's seen that. And he's like, women are so much more kind of like intelligent, empathetic, like pragmatic. And he's got like an amazing female role model in his mum. So I think that makes a big difference, actually. I, I can tell that from the men I've dated, the ones who like, I'd say my boyfriend now, his mum's a really like strong, yeah. independent, like, exactly. empowered woman. And I think actually growing up with a woman like that really, really has a big impact on a guy. And actually, it's I completely agree. And actually, um, the other thing is my boyfriend has so many female friends. And I always think, so I have so many male friends, like good men friends. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. ones who like aren't dicks. Um, and I, li I like when people know that you can just be friends with a woman like not everything has to be sexual not everything has to be leading something like the boys school I went to school next door to because I went to a girls school and the boys school next door those boys there were taught to think that girls aren't friends like you only have a girl friend if you're banging her basically um and so I like that he's just got like a really good um sort of like attitude towards women and and all of that stuff and he wants me to be like the best person in the world and is happy to like be a stay-at-home dad and do whatever. So that's great. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
to people who are maybe not as lucky and are definitely hold their own feminist views and you know feel very empowered by them and feel very strong-minded about them and don't you know want to change anything about themselves for the person they're with whether it's male or female but let's be honest probably more male 100 um <laughs> so if that person if that person who they're with is not a feminist what advice would you have do you think because of, the reason why I'm asking this is because I know I've felt this with just friends of mine when male friends will say something and I'm a bit like oh it's not really okay and because they're your friend you care about them and you don't want them walking around perpetuating these harmful views and you kind of feel like compelled to change it how do you do that without coming across as really patronizing well, I think that's that's two things. Like, if you're in a relationship with someone like that, my frank answer would be, like, you shouldn't be with that person. I spent a lot of time single because I was like, I'm not going to be with someone who I think I have to compromise my views around. That was just, like, it was such a huge thing for me. Like, my kind of feminist identity is so strong that... I did, and I know what can happen when you get in a relationship with someone and you you kind of can risk f forgetting about those elements of yourself and, like, letting them go a bit. And so I was really protective of that and, like, didn't ever want to be with someone unless I felt that, like, all of those things were really safe with them. So I think if you don't feel like that person is ever going to understand, like, what you, sort of you really care about when it comes to women's issues and, like, feminism, I'm I'm not sure that will always be a problem for you unless you think that they want to evolve and want to learn and change. But, and in that case, so then in your case of like with your friends, I would say there is a way that you, and I've had to learn this because I, I don't like the fact that we have to like package things nicely because some of this stuff isn't fun. Like some of the issues that like, women not least like not people like privileged people like me but like a lot of women have to go through is not fun and it's, it's not light-hearted but sometimes treat men a bit like children and like sort of talk to them you know simplify these things um without it sound I hate saying no I'm not going to say that because I hate making I hate the fact that we have to kind of like minimize our emotions when it comes to this stuff for fear of a man being like oh well, now you're just like getting upset or you know it's sort of seen as a sign of weakness to them um and it's difficult because I think sometimes because say you know maybe the right answer is if you are with a man who is saying things that are anti-feminist the right answer is to not be with that man but maybe in, if it's the first time they've said something and you know it's it's only like the first offense you know your first instinct might be to just try and address it yeah. and try and solve it i had to do this panel recently and on on the panel it was about like free speech and comedy and on the panel there was this guy who was so awful he's a comedian and he was basically saying that like comedians should be able to talk about whatever they want. Like male comedians should be able to talk about like women getting raped if they want and like FGM. And I just like lost it. And I and I just lost it. I was like, how dare you? Like I've gigged before where like a man has gone on stage, made a like really just not funny joke about rape. And then I have to go on and like be funny. And I'm like, well, I just feel like my whole kind of like that really like feminist identity that I want to protect has just been stripped of me. And now I have to like make the same people who just laughed at his joke laugh. 
It's cruel. It's so difficult. We shouldn't be forced to put through that. Am yeah. I saying that right? No, we shouldn't be forced to be put through that. Yeah, to trying to defend, trying to basically explain what rape we is. Should, it's, like, it's like this whole race thing that's going yeah. on at the moment. Yeah, Why are people is. constantly asking black people to give them examples of racism? Yeah. Of course racism exists. I know, it's infuriating. I think actually what you said earlier about the news is a really good example of when... I think these clashes will happen in relationships when those different views do kind of become apparent. So like with a big rape case, with Me Too, like all of these things can really give rise to, you know, what you really think. Yeah, and, and, that's so and true. And sometimes, you know, the person you're with might actually be a completely different person to who you thought they were. Yeah, and, and you just, they, they'd never have an op opportunity to show you that exactly. until there is this big story in the news I completely agree and like people will eventually show you their true colours like sometimes it takes a while but so I do I do like I really think that if you're a feminist and if you really care about all of this stuff don't be with a twat who's like gonna patronise you and belittle your beliefs because it's that thing of like you have to kind of protect it I think because otherwise it can get really really draining when you're constantly fighting off these people uh so we're going to move on to our lessons in love segment so this is the part of the podcast where i ask each guest to share something they've learned from their previous relationships so grace i feel like your lesson is something everyone will have done at some point in their uh relationship history so do you want to explain what it is okay so my lesson which i definitely learned more than once and i wish i'd just taken it in the first time because it would have saved me a lot of time and mental space but is don't go for unavailable people okay they are not available it's like you see if you're like trying to go into a shop say to like buy some cigarettes or something and the shop is shut okay it is shut it's not open are you going to stand outside the shop and wait till six in the morning till that shop opens again no, okay? If someone's doors are shut, don't stay. Don't wait for them to open. That's what I did. I've done that. I spent so like t so much time doing that. Waiting for people to change what it was they wanted. And it firstly like, can diminish your self-esteem because you kind of feel like you're nearly there and then you're not and like the door's shut again. But also, it's just not worth it. I feel like people like that have to get to a place and they're nowhere near that place yet where they can, like, just treat people with respect. My big thing, I'm ranting now, but my big thing is if you don't want to be with someone, just tell them, okay? Like, it's not the funniest thing in the world. I've had to say it to people before and people have said it to me. I'd much rather that than people being like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm just like confused. I've just got so much stuff going on. Like, I've just, you know. When, you, when you've been with these people in the past, is it, I'm guessing they weren't relationships. They were sort of people you were just dating. What? No, one of them, yeah. They were just people I was dating. And yeah. was it that they... One of them just went on far too long. Would they just, would they just be really unreliable? Would they kind of Really unpredictable, and, right. like really unreliable, but also it's that thing that, I have this thing about um, there's a particular type of boy who are like they're really kind of like 
they want you to give them a lot of emotional support. And so it always is like amazing because I'm like, oh my God, they're so in tune with their emotions and they're really like deep and profound. And actually they just want you to be their therapist. Mm. <laughs> and they don't really want to be with you. They just want you to be their therapist. And they won't give it back yeah, as well. Exactly. Yeah. They like drain all of your kind of like emotional resource. Mm. So you then have none for yourself and then they just fuck off. It's very selfish behaviour. Very selfish behaviour. <laughs> but it happens all the time. Do you think that's the definition of a fuckboy? Because I know the term fuckboy. Oh, I think there things. are so many definitions of fuckboys. I think that's more like a fake soft boy is what I would say. Like a fake, you know, like the soft boy, like... I think that's more people who kind of use that to, like, get girls. I think fuckboys can exist in many forms. Yeah. <laughs> Beware of the fuckboys, listeners. Yeah. That's sadly all we've got time for today. Um, thank you so much for coming in, Grace. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you are a new listener, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review as well because it helps other people find us. Uh, you can also follow everything to do with the podcast on Instagram. Just follow us at millennial underscore love. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 